in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, we ask you right now, God, that you will have me behind the cross, that you will give me access to the ability to minister in the third heaven that may rightly divide the word of truth. Oh God, I pray that you would till up the follow grounds of our heart and our mind, God, to make preaching, teaching easy and receptible for your people, oh God. Oh God, I pray right now, God, that you would come in and do something like you've never done before, oh God. Oh God, we ask you right now that you would come in and bring about a change, not just spiritually, but consciously now, God. Oh God, I ask you all of these things now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was going to give you a thought for today, it would be, it's time now to give birth. But do you know what you are giving birth to? This is an hour now for spiritual deliverance. This is an hour now for spiritual change. And we're going to be talking about King Hezekiah, even though... He did something wrong that caused the children of Israel to go into the Syrian captivity, but there was a remnant left. And so he's worried about this man named Rashika, or Rabshakeh, and he's making threats against the God of Israel. Isaiah 37, God destroys the Syrians. And so it was when King Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. He didn't physically go into the house of the Lord, but he went into the courtyard. And we know from last week that sackcloth is a representation of repentance. And there's something that's a coarse material that you put on your body and you go into mourning and repentance and you feel remorseful. And that was a symbolization of what the trouble that was going on inside of Hezekiah in order for him to get in the bed with the Egyptians. And we're going to see that this was Hezekiah's fault. He followed the lunatic policies of rebellion and was bewitched by the Egyptian promises. But you got to understand something. When you and God, you don't have to go by nobody else's what they're saying because your strength and your support and what you're standing on is the word of God. Because man will always have a way of deceiving you and tricking you. Just like when you sign the bank, they are all happy to give you cake and ice cream and drinks. But don't let you make your fulfill your promise. They're going to repossess your home. They're going to take away your car. There's always a clause in there. But you ever notice that when you're in the bed or you're making a deal with the devil, he makes the rough stuff seem light and fluffy. And you sitting there saying, I done paid you 30, 25 years, and I missed one payment or two payments, and now you, they don't care. They put that clause in there for a reason. And you got to understand what this hour is and what we're doing. You need to understand truly what the Lord God is saying to you. And you need to understand what is happening in our lives. And we're going to take it from King Hezekiah and we're going to look at it on a personal level because we've all done, done bad business deals. 
We all need to be set free and delivered from something so we will continue to feel that we wouldn't get in the place or we're afraid and we're scared that we got to make a deal with the devil in order to get through this moment in our lives. But sometimes getting through a moment is an everlasting payment if you're not careful. But, but I thank God because of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sins. Huh? He's the way out. Huh? And if you got so many things going in your life, you're not going to see that he's the way out. He's the way maker. You're not going to understand that he was the second Adam and he's our kinsman redeemer. Can't nobody get you out of a problem in a situation like God. So what Hezekiah is doing is acknowledging his wrongdoings. And when you come to a place that you acknowledge and understand what you're doing. Hezekiah knew that it just did not affect him, but it affect the remnant that was left behind. Some people don't understand that our wrongdoings cause the consequences to go beyond just us. So his reaction was good. Verse 2, then he sent Elikin, who was over the house, Shabnob, the scribe, and the elders of the priest, covered with sackcloth to, it says, to Isaiah the priest, the son of Amos. So what he's doing, he's setting up everything, what he's doing. Not only did he cause, not only himself to go into sackcloth and ashes, but he caused the scribes and the priests and everyone to get on their face and seek the Lord. And this is another thing. You got to understand something. When your house is in trouble, you need them, everybody needs to go on a fast. Everybody needs to sacrifice something because you're trying to fix something which is wrong, so you got to fix it spiritually. But first of all, you have to come into a place of repentance. You have to come into the place of acknowledgement that your wrongdoing have gotten you here. And you got to understand something. You got to call your board. You got to call the people that's in your house. You got to call everybody that you know can get a prayer through that can help you because you got to understand something. He's just not looking at his scribes. He's not just looking at the priest, but he's on the way now. He's finna go to the prophet and see what the prophet has to say. Amos said, at least I don't do nothing, at least I reveal it to my prophets. And you need to understand something. If I'm in a problem, how can I see myself out when the enemy got a hold and a grip on me? You need to understand something. This thing had him perplexed. This thing had him nervous. And you're going to find out in verse 3, he's comparing this to a childbirth. And this is what he's doing. So he's making all the right moves. Let's go on down. It says, and they said to him, thus says Hezekiah, this day is a day of trouble and reckon and re blaspheme. For the children have come to childbirth, but there is no strength to bring them forth. And he's making a, a comparison to the trouble that Israel is in. And a lot of times when we're in a storm or going through things, you're not making a comparison. You're not, bring, you're not going to the place that you understand because childbirth is near death. That is the closest point that a woman has to going to death. It's childbirth. 
And a lot of times, the devil got you so going on, the devil has your mind, you don't understand how close to death uh, that you are, but except Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary, and that's way the only way that the devil don't snatch you up out of here, and then you're going to be lost in your sin. But I want to stop there, and I want to talk about five different types of childbirth or delivery, but it's really going to be six. So I went on to Wikipedia, and there's, they said there's five different types of childbirth and delivery methods. The first one is vaginal. The second one is C-section, as you call cesarean. The third one is called vaginal birth after C-section. The fourth one is called vacuum extraction. The fifth one is called forceps delivery. So let's go back to number one. Number one talks about vaginal childbirth. This is what your Wikipedia said about birth. It says the emergence, it says emergence of a new individual from the body of its parents. The act or process of being bringing forth young from the womb. That's something about sin that we have a tendency to birth from the womb. It's time now to give birth. But you got to look and see what you've been giving birth to in the, in the past and how it's affected your present. But now God is trying to stop you in the middle of something. Says, let's now, let's get a chance now to grab a hold of you. What you really been getting delivered from and set free from, that what you bringing forth birth now, it's not going to affect your future. But do you know what you've been giving birth to? A lot of times we're getting set free and delivered, but yet why do we continue to go back to the same things? You got to understand something. If you don't understand psychologically the consequences of your sin because you read the Bible and you have no understanding, but when you start getting into the place that you put in on sackcloth and ashes, that is a symbolization that I'm trying to change my present state. I'm trying to change my physical as well as my mental state. And now if I got to get ugly because the sin that I'm in is ugly, if I don't care what nobody else thinks about me, if I got to be in my house, if I got to be in my car and dressed up in sackcloth and ashes and then I can get a prayer through, then I can get a place that God will know that I repented. It doesn't matter what people think about me. We are so busy trying to dress up sin and looking like a devil and you want to know why you keep birthing out all of these type of things and never get to the place called stillbirth. But you got to understand where you are. In order to birth something new in your life, huh? you got to understand something. Huh? We've been birthing out things that was not of God, huh? but because of your intellect, you didn't understand it. And so now we continue to go. And I want to tell you something. And you want to know why the word of God is not in void in your life. And you want to know why the spirit of the Lord is come now to anoint you. You want to know why God is finna raise up a generation. You got to understand something. All of them been gone into the Syrian captivity. But there was a remnant. And the remnant God has, some, 
that's saved is going to do a greater work uh, than the bigger remnant. You want to know why that God uh, is allowing the movement and the shifting in the earth uh, and nobody can figure out what it is. Uh, and then you got to understand something. God is doing a new thing in the earth uh, and we need to understand what is happening but because of you so busy doing all the things that you're doing and producing things that you should not have done uh, and now you want to know why that you're in this place that you're stagnated. You want to know why you're in this place uh, that every time you look up uh, there's another demon in your house. There's another demon come tormenting you in the bed at night. Why there's another demon facing you in the job? Why is another demon at the grocery store? It was $5, nine, $10. You need to understand what is going on. There's no favor when I'm birthing out dead things. Where is the favor of God? The Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. In order for you to preach good tidings, you need to be able to have an understanding of what you're preaching about. You need to understand now, instead of you licking your wounds and trying to hide it, now is now the time to confess. Now it's time to own up to what you've done. That you can help somebody else come out of a dry land. That you can help somebody else come out of Egypt. You can help somebody come out of a dormant place in their life. But we all in the house of God and all we're trying to do is hide our sins. Now the Bible said confess your sins to one another that you may be set free and delivered you need to understand now the church now has to go into a broken world and tell them they were once broken but yet until God just delivered me yesterday I could come out and tell you the things that I was ashamed of what are you giving birth to what is happening and a lot of times we don't even know how did we come into this place of brokenness? It's beyond now just your mama did this and your daddy did this. It doesn't even matter now. And you got saved 12 years ago and you're still walking around Egypt. You're still lost. You're still despondent. You don't understand what is going on. But yet you've been in church all your life and you're still looking for somebody to blame. You're still looking for somebody to point the finger at. And God said, now I done shut it all down. Now I'm looking at you and I'm here to tell you today you've been birthing out things that shouldn't have been and now it's come now that the baby is full grown and you can't deal with it you can't handle it psychologically and mentally and you want to know why you don't want to go home at night why is the devil tormenting you and greeting you at the door and say come on in I'm going to give you your tail whipping tonight because you never did what I told you to do why are you trying to be in two houses why are you trying to be in the house of the Lord and why are you trying to be in my house you need to understand what God is saying now. There's an hour now that God is bringing power back to the church. This is an hour now that God is bringing peace back to the church. I don't care what's going on in your house, but I know what God is saying about his house. And wherever I go, the temple follows me because I'm the temple of the most high. So when I step in my house, every demon shuts down. David said, as far as me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And you want to know what's going on. The second definition of birth. A state resulting from being born, especially at a particular time or place. You were destined to be here. But you lost your focus along the way. You thought the baby was an accident, but it wasn't an accident with God. Because if God didn't want it to be here, it wouldn't have made it through the birth canal. 
You got so many parents today. They done got all of these children, but God is going to raise them up. He's going to give them a chance they didn't have from the womb because of Jesus Christ died and made a way out. He's the one that's the, is the give of life. He's the one that's the redeemer of life. When these children didn't have a chance, Jesus Christ comes along the way. He looked over 2,000 years ago and knew that there was going to be a generation that is happening now, that's been raised up now and is raised up now, that they didn't have a chance from the womb. Huh? They came out huh, with all kind of sickness and diseases. Huh? And you want to know why they're giving your children really? Huh? You want to know why all of these things happening now? Huh? It was passed down from the womb. Huh? And you want to know why? Huh? People been in the church, huh? but the church wasn't in them. Huh? And now they done birthed out some deformed things. Huh? And now you got to go home and look at what you birthed out. Huh? Because God says you were not solely caught up in me. Huh? You had one foot in the devil and one foot in my house. And God said now I allowed you to birth something out that you don't even recognize. That's why they cuss you out. That's why they give you attitude. That's why they take your money. And you just sent them to college and they still messed up. God said, now nah, I got to come in and fix the house. But I'm trying to deal with the parents now. I'm trying to deal with everything that's not of God. I'm trying to bring deliverance to the people. I'm trying to come in and set the people free that sat in my house for years, but yet they have no deliverance. They burst out something, but yet God said it was not of me. Now the point in time has come. Nicodemus said, how can I enter my mother's womb? How can I be born again? This birth is spiritual. This birth is going to be a different type of birth because the appointed time is here now. It's here and now. And God is going to do something great amongst the earth. The people that God is going to raise up is the people that the church threw away. But God said, how can you throw away something that I have not called filthy? But I'm looking at you that carried my word and knew the way. And he says, you're the one that's filthy. The Bible says the ones that know the way are going to be with many of stripes and the ones that didn't know the way. And the church is looking at the world. And the world has not gone out and evangelized. And then you're thinking God is going to get the world. But God is looking at the church now because the church is in a state of disarray. The church is in a state of chaos and confusion. And they want to know all of these demons coming from. They want to know why all of these things are happening in the earth because we have not obeyed the Lord and now that church is sitting in a state now that don't have no power no prayer life, no fasting and praying they're going through, they shouldn't be going through. The enemy's taking them training them up, chaining them down they want to know why there's no faith in the land. You paying $10 for milk like the people in the world. God said because you don't have my favor on your life because I don't recognize who you are. You double-minded, split-minded. You're unstable, unfruitful. You're not multiplying the right way. And I looked up the word emergent. The process of coming into view. So when this baby is born, because you were blinded, and naked and living in sin. So when the thing that God blessed you with came into focus and view, you disregarded it. You talked against it. You murmured and complained the whole time. Becoming exposed after being 
concealed. Now God says, I'm going to allow you to birth with what was really in you. You carried sin and grief and anger. I let it come forth out of the baby. And now all in your house is sin and anger and confusion. God said, but now it's time for deliverance. It's time now to come up into another realm in me. Now you got to get your house in order. I'm not talking about the past. I'm not talking about the evangelist. I'm talking about you. A vaginal delivery. They say it's hard to know when exactly you are going, to, going into labor. And God says, you, they said it right here, you give birth at around 38, 41 weeks of pregnancy. God said you've been carrying this thing around for a long time. Some of you are 38 years old. Some of you are 41 years old. People in Africa talks about how they've been pregnant nine months. And they still got the baby in the womb. This thing is long overdue. delivery. They said it's the shortest hospital stay. God says because if you don't get your mind right it's going to be other consequences. But if you just submit and repent turn from this thing he said your hospital stay won't be long. It says the infection rate is low. It's a quick recovery. It's a low risk type of pregnancy and delivery. But God said, can you just allow me to give you a vaginal delivery? He said, it ain't going to take long. I know you've been to many prophets, many deliverance servants, but God says, I want to lay my hands on your belly and tell you to push. Then you got the next type of delivery. It's called a C-section. This happens when you are fighting and there arises complications in it. This is what happens. Sometimes God has to cut you. But see, when God cuts you, it ain't like the doctors, because when he stitch you up, you ain't going to see it no more. Because God said, I know this came from your grandmother, your grandmother, down to your mama. Now it's sitting at you. So I may have to do a C-section. Can you allow him to cut you? Because you could not see the unforeseen complications you were having. The prophet will come and tell you this and that, or the pastor come and tell you that, or the prophet, but yet the prophet and the pastors are telling you the truth, but yet you're thinking they lying because you don't want to see it. But God said it's there. He said, because you didn't take my word that I sent through my prophet, now your deliverance is going to be a C-section. Because 
You could not hear with understanding and you didn't have eyes to see. That's one thing about us. We have a problem seeing ourselves, but we can look and find fault in everybody else. But then you want to know why the baby that's in your house, nothing to see, nothing but your problems and what you did wrong. But you don't understand they got it from you. incision in the mother's abdomen or uterus. So this thing is going to hurt because you didn't allow him to do it vaginally. God says sometimes you got to feel the pain in order to not to go back to it. See, sometimes we don't feel the pain of our wrongdoings. Sometimes we take deliverance, which is child's bread, and we take it in a place that it's just always, oh, always going to be there. Oh, deliverance, deliverance, and God just always going to be there. God don't do every deliverance like you think he does. You got to understand something. A true deliverance is when God sends the anointing for you to get set free and delivered. Anything else is just regurgitating, going a dog, going back to his own vomit. That's the most filthiest thing. That means that thing that been laid out there in the sun, it's the baked year after year and day after day. It's the dried up and then you go back and try to pick it up like it's eggs and you just think it's going to be easy for you to understand it and easy for you to come back to it. But God said you done ate the wrong thing for so long and now it's to put a whole nother thing inside of your body and the baby that you carry, not only is it poison from the wound, God said it's poison for what you're putting in it. So now, this thing got to be cut. Because if God don't deliver you, that baby's going to die in your stomach. That gift, that calling, that purpose that God has for you. This is what God is trying to preserve. That you can do the will of God in which he brought for you in the earth to do. But because you have complications along the way of interpreting what God was saying, because you didn't understand, you were not right in your mind, because all of the things and the issues that your mama and your grandmama and your granddaddy brought to you, God said it was hard for you to understand and get a revelation of me. But he said, but when I do this C-section and cut this thing out of you, you may feel the pain a day or two. But God said it's going to be good for you. And a C-section occurs when you got something very, a very large baby in you. God said, because I'm trying to save you and the, and the baby. See, God is looking at not just you. He's looking at what you're carrying. One thing about God, he's concerned. He's the great physician. He's concerned about the whole body. But a lot of times when we're doing wrong, all we're seeing is ourselves and we need a way out. We're trying to party. We're trying to have a good time. We don't think about the consequences of sin when we're in it. But God knows when you put your hands to do evil, it causes something to birth in you that you don't even recognize. You getting up in the morning, sleeping and going to church, and you don't even think that your spirit has changed, but it's changed because of what you put your hands to do. You got to understand something, and then you have no repentance of heart to change and recognize it. Because sometimes we get into a place now in our lives that we just think that anything that we want to do, we're doing it, and that's all right. But you can read the word of God, but the word of God is not piercing your heart because you're so comfortable in your ways. 
The baby is preached. But first, that means you going the wrong way. You came out backwards. Oh, the baby was on his side. So you're going through life sideways. So you're dysfunctional. But you think it's normal. And the more that people try to tell you that you butt first and sideways, you don't want to hear that. But thank be to God. The third type is they're saying that you can still have a vaginal birth with a C-section, but they say the percentage is 75% good, but it's because everybody doesn't understand that once you have a C-section, they say you can't have a vaginal birth. So these things are far and few between. And this thing ain't right for everybody. God, wait a minute. Why can't I have a vaginal birth? You just gave me a C-section. God said, because this situation is different. I got to examine it first. And a lot of times we don't understand how future deliverances are going to be in our life because all deliverance is not the same. All situations is not the same. All patience is not the same. So this is what's happening in our lives. And then God says, you know, let me go and examine this thing even further. Then God is going to check. Did you take the vitamins? Did you do everything right? God said, did you do my word right? Did you follow when you were pregnant with this one? This is going to determine whether you can have a vaginal or a C-section. Even though I gave you uh, a vaginal birth the first time and then I gave you a C-section the third time. The way that you handle me is going to be determined the way I answer your prayers. Because now you don't want to be cut no more. You want a vaginal. You want a quick recovery. You want a low-risk pregnancy. But God said, did you keep my commandments? The first five of the commandments are man to God. The second five down to ten is man to man. How are you handling your people around you? Can you handle persecution? Can you still love them when they spitefully mistreat you and use you? How are you handling your valley experience? How are you handling these things determines how God is going to deliver you. And then we got the vacuum extraction. That's a hard thing. When they put the vacuum cup on the baby's head and man, guess what God said? Now another deformed thing is coming out because you stayed in sin. Israelites didn't want to listen to God. They fell into Babylonian captivity, which is the northern kingdom, and the southern kingdom went into the Syrians. There was two prophets that were prophesying during that time. 
And you got to look and see what's going on. So uh, vacuum extraction, it happens even though it's vaginal, it's difficult. And this is when the woman is pushing, but nothing is happening. And she's feeling the contractions and the pain of life. And when you lay it on that table, you're thinking about everything that you did wrong and right. So what happens is, this is a soft or rigid cup with a handle with a vacuum pump. So this baby's got to be pumped out. Because it was having difficulty. To the baby's head to help guide the baby out of the birth canal. God said you needed help. You just couldn't come through the womb. So now I got to send the pastors in. Now they're going to have to help pump it out. Because there's something in you that's lacking faith for the healing power of God. So now this thing got to be pumped out of you. And every time they put that pressure in that body, you're feeling more and more pain because you didn't want to do it vaginally. So this is what happened. This type of birth is messy. It messes with the baby's head because it's deforming it. Because God said you didn't learn your lesson. So they're putting, and the softest part of the baby is the head. So now God said because you didn't obey me, now you got another birth that's coming out that's deformed. And God said, if I don't send an angel in there to massage the baby head at night, it's going to be warped. Sometimes they go back and shake, but the old docs tell you to rub the baby head. The next type of pregnancy is a forcep delivery. And a forcep is an instrument shaped shaped like a pair of large spoons or salad thongs. Still messing with the head. Because there's a difficulty in the birth canal. There's something in my body just won't release it. I'm still holding on. God is right there in the delivery room telling you to push, but you're thinking about Bob Bob blew your head off. You're thinking about the daddy didn't treat you right. You're thinking about your mommy, your daddy. You're thinking about the sad parts of your life because you're near death. And the giver of life is there in the delivery room because you're crying. You're fearful. And you like poor understanding. You can't even see Jesus in the room. All you hearing is the doctor and the nurse saying, The baby ain't going to come out. 
You ain't got enough strength to holler Jesus. But isn't it strange you were hollering all the way through the pregnancy? Screaming you wanted out because it was causing you so much pain. Isn't it something how Jesus is the last one we holler when we in trouble? Why get all the way down to the birth position and you have no strength to bring forth the thing that which you were carrying, you were purposely born for? And this is what's happening in our lives. We get down to the end of our lives and now we start to reflect on what we should and could have did instead of, instead of understanding what the prophets are speaking or what God's word is telling you to do through the whole process. Why are you going to get all the way down to the end and try to obey God but then you got years where you didn't obey him. The Bible says work while it's day because when night comes no man can work. What can you do in your old age that you could have did in the fullness and the youth of your life. We need to understand what is going on. Out of all of these five, the best one was the first. Jesus is the first. Everything else is consequences and sin and as a result to not having faith in God. A stillbirth is the death or loss of a baby before or doing delivery. That's why so many people are walking dead. The parents didn't grab a hold of faith at the appointed time of birth and delivery. Until God comes and breathes on this next generation that's walking dead. They're going to always be stillborn with no life. And you're looking at them saying, why are you not producing? And God said, this is a result of your sins and disobedience. Both miscarriage and stillbirth describe pregnancy loss. But they differ according to when the loss occurs. Very interesting. So Hezekiah is worried about what Rashaka is saying. He's allowed fear to step in. So he turns his face to the wall and sackcloth and ashes and goes to the temple. And he's worried. But he's doing everything right. But are you doing everything right? Let's read this. For the children have come to birth, but there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the Rashaka whom his master, the king of the Syrians, has sent to reproach the living God and will reprove the words which the Lord your God has, has heard. Therefore, lift up your prayers for the remnant that is left. Isn't it like us in the world? 
We're listening to what they're saying instead of hearing the voice of God in our lives and concerning our lives. It's not what man says about your life. It is what God is saying about your life. And when they come against your God, you stand firm and still and see the salvation of the Lord because God is going to deal with Rashaka like no other way. Some enemies in your life, if you live right, repent, and do what God is telling you to do, God will take care of everything else. But you're still trying to fight them with your emotions. With your texting. Just like Rap Shocker is full of lies and deceit, so are you. Look at the people. They never keep their promises. But yet, their threat seems like it overshadows us. We should not fear no man. The Bible tells us don't fear the flesh, but fear the one that can kill the body and the soul. And Hezekiah is fearful. But his fear is not drawing him away from God. It is drawing him to sackcloth and ashes. And he's in the temple's court pleading to God. How do you handle your birth? How are you handling your deliverance? Why is it you get delivered, you go outside and the devil take it away? And then you back doing the same thing again. Where is your faith? Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. You got to change your perspective in order to keep your deliverance and understanding what you're birthing out. It's time now in the sea line to start, pause, and think about some things in your life. You can't just go through life and not think about what you're doing, not think about what you're producing, not thinking about what's in your house, not thinking about what's on your job, not thinking about anything but your problems. This is what fasting and prayer does. It separates you. It draws you from out of the world, which is a hard thing to do. But you got to be drawn up out of the world in order to seek Jesus Christ. Repentance comes when you can get away from everything and hear the voice of God. Knowing that this is your appointed time for you and your family. This is your appointed time for the people on your job. A lot of times we don't understand the presence that we have on our job, the presence we have in the grocery store and all over the world. The Christian has a presence because we're in the appointed time. This is another birthing position that God is doing. I pray that you're going to have a vaginal birth, that whatever God is going to bring forth, it's going to be quick, fast, and a hurry, and you're going to be able to do what God is calling you to do. How are you going to handle it this time? How are you going to handle it next time? You should be handling your problems with faith. Are you ready to get in the birth position? Or are you still trying to have a C-section? 
Are you still trying to have a vaginal birth, but with a C-section the first time? Are you trying to have a vacuum extraction? Are you trying to have a forcep delivery? You are the one that determines how God is going to do it. Become humble. Come kneel down and repent it that the Lord can heal you. When he heals you, you're going to see your life different. You're going to see your family different. You're going to see your children, your wife, your husband different, the pastor different. You're going to see the word of God most of all differently. Because that thing that was inside of you that was defective had to be extracted out. God is going to make it easy. He said, oh, Zerubbabel, I'll make your, your, your mountain a plain. That's flat level so you can see it because you couldn't see it before. It's hard for you to see over a big mountain. What are the mountains in your life? Have you asked God to make them a plane or did you dial and try to make your own blessings happen? And then now they reneged on it or say, now nah, I gave you this, but now, like the bank, foreclose. I tell people, stop making those hasty decisions. The quick, fast things because you need it. Sometimes God comes in at the last minute, even though we done wrong, but we're going to have to go through some of those hard type of deliveries or, 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 or situations in our lives that God allows. Sometimes those birth that messes with our head sometimes, because they are vacuum extractions. But it'll teach you in the long run not to do it no more because you remember what it took for you to get into a place that God wanted you to do. Stop looking at all lessons in your life as bad. There is a meaning behind it. There's lessons, instructions behind it. One thing about God, he just doesn't do anything like we do. He doesn't move quick, fast, in a hurry. He moves on timing. Let's go on down, Isaiah 37. Verse 5. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah Isaiah said to them, thus shall you say to your master, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid of the words which you have heard. God said, he blasphemed against me. Even though Hezekiah got in a bad deal with the Egyptians. But God said, I'm going to handle it. Even when I'm wrong, God will still come in and handle it. But what did Hezekiah do in the beginning? Follow his instructions. He called for a fast. He called for a repentance service. He called for a deliverance. He took off what he was accustomed to wearing 
and put on something representing the sin because he need to feel it because his heart was in a place that he wanted to turn. What I look like going to God with Chanel on, red bottom shoes. It's going to be hard for me to get low. He took off his majesty and glory. Did that sound like anybody else? To see about a bunch of sinners. But no, you don't want to take off your, your best and put on sackcloth and ashes. But because of his grace and mercy, one more time. But this time, you're going to feel it. Don't always keep thinking God is going to deliver you and set you free the same way. Because every time, any woman that had a child and they had, had a child, they know each birth is different. And you don't know what to expect. But God knows before you get there. That's why he has the pastors and the five-fold ministry. They're the doctors. They're the nurses. To help you get through this difficult process. Verse 6. With which the servants of the king of Assyrian have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. God will take care of the problem. He will remove it away from you. He removed the problem from Hezekiah away from him that you can get your full deliverance and healing. I want you to hear and understand what God is saying. It's time now to give birth to something new in your life. What God has ordained and mandated for you right now in this moment. Stop looking back and look ahead. New mercies, new blessings I'm going to bestow upon you. But if you just repent. Turn from your wicked ways. That the Spirit of the Lord will be upon you. That He'll anoint you. That you can walk in what Christ has walked in. I want to go to Isaiah 43 and 18. Do not remember the former things. God said, don't think about your life, what it was before. If you're still looking at what you had, God is going to say, it's going to be hard for you to receive what I'm doing now. Because God can do more with your less. Nor consider the things of old. It don't even matter what my grandmama and my daddy did. 
It don't even matter what my kids or my husband and my wife did. I can't consider those things. I can't ponder over them. I can't allow them to take me over. Because God has promised me, like he did the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, new bread every day. And he's going to supply all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He's a pride, me abundant life. He has. But you got to see it. You got to let go of the bad relationships, whatever they may be, because in this life, there's going to be a whole lot of people you're going to encounter. But why are you going to continue to allow them to dictate and drive your future? The word is supposed to be governing you. 19, behold, I will do a new thing. This is what you need to be excited for. The new thing that God is going to do. Because in the new thing is my new blessings, is my healing, is my new deliverance. My new ability to be set free. My new ability to rightly divide the word, the truth. That I can walk in peace. Where I was in torment and pain all day. And the person that did me wrong 12 years ago does not torment my mind and my spirit no more. Because that demon has moved away from me. After I tried many a times to be set free by my own ability. I'm not going to continue to fall in my sins. And I can receive my child's bread because what deliverance is, it was something easy, but I couldn't see it because of the state of my consciousness that I lived in and what I came out of. The only person can erase your past. What I mean by that, it does not haunt you anymore. Uh, you got to understand, when you come into a time of in October, and they have out the pumpkins, and all the masks and stuff, Halloween. Those things haunt you because of what? The images. God said, I'm gonna erase the images out of your head. It's not gonna haunt you anymore. It's not gonna torment you. When you look at their face, you don't see a demon. You don't see a vampire. You don't see a witch or a warlock. You see a soul that need to be delivered. You have compassion on them because they had to be sick in order to do it to me. Look what been done to them. You take on the mind of Christ. Because he's done something new to me. Because it had to be done in me. But I was waiting for God to change the people that made my life difficult. But all the time God was trying to get a hold of me. And because I'm being set free and delivered by the hand of God this time. Because I heard his voice when he called me up higher. 
Now it should spring forth. That means it's coming fast. You ever notice spring comes fast? Winter comes slow. Shall you not know it? Yes, you shall. Because I feel different about myself. When I feel different about myself, I feel different about those around me. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's going to take you down a whole nother pathway. What you were drowning in. He's going to dry up the land like he did the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. When he brought them out, he, they, didn't, they crossed on one dry land. Have you ever felt like you're just drowning in your problem? God said, I'm pulling you out. He said, I'm not finna send you no wrath. He said, I'm just gonna open up the thing that you that where you were swimming in, <laughs> treading water in. I'm just gonna open up your feet, it's gonna be on flyly ground, and you're gonna be able to walk over. And you're gonna look at everybody that thought that you were gonna drown, huh? And they're gonna see you walking across. Hey, bye bye bye, my shata. Because God done did it. That's the way he does. He dealt with Rashaka. And cause him to fall by his own sword. The thing that you had kindled against me, you won't fall by. Your words are going to kill you, not me. It's time now to give birth to something new. And now God says you're going to know without a shadow of a doubt what you're giving birth to. I pray that something's been said. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.